Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. On the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, hey. Megan, we have a great show today. A very full show, too, having two other guests on the show. It is. On the line with us right now is Allison Robinson. She is the founder of The Mum Project, and we also have Brian Zellner, who is a recruiting manager at BP, and they're here, Megan, to talk about the BP Returnship Program. And what this is all about, Megan, is when people, for whatever reason, drop out of the workforce, men and women, they go to get back into the workforce. They have a really tough, difficult time, and this program is designed to ease that journey. Welcome to the show, Allison and Brian. Thank you, Joe. Happy to be here. As a consultant and a solopreneur, I'm still trying, Allison and Brian, to ease myself back into the workplace again. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) That's the last thing you want, Joe. I'm looking to this show. I'm looking, you know, to get back. You know, maybe maybe this is something. Allison, I was thinking I could come up with like the dad project. What do you think about that? I, I think that's a great idea, Joe. (laughs) <laughs> we can chat after the show. All right. That sounds good. Um, hey, Allison, why don't you start us off briefly by telling us a little bit about the MOM Project and how and why you created it? Yeah, Joe. So the MOM Project is the leading technology platform for enterprises to connect with highly skilled female talent. I actually founded the company while I was on maternity leave. I was working at, at Procter & Gamble, and I read a statistic from the Harvard Business Review that 43% of highly qualified women leave the workforce after having children and saw what an enormous impact that has on our economy and the the talent train. And I saw that there was a lot of good discussion happening around the challenges and the issues, but nobody was solving the issue on a national scale. And so that's what I set out to do by founding the Mom Project. Amazing. And then, Brian, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your role at BP and how it is that you discovered the Mom Project. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. So, like Joe said at the beginning, Brian Zellner, I uh, manage our U.S. experience hire recruiting team here for for BP. Um, And we actually got in touch with Allison and the Mom Project almost a year and a half ago, although it it feels much shorter than that. Uh, Feels like just yesterday we, we got acquainted with them. Um, they came on site. So, so somebody in Allison's team reached out to somebody in our internal organizational effectiveness team and just wanted a chance to come in and network and, and key players at BP and talk about how we might partner. And so knowing that, you know, uh, the service offering that, that the folks at the Mom Project offered was in the recruitment space and all around connecting awesome talent to opportunities, um, they actually reached out to me and said, hey, this is a group you know, we'd love for you to take an opportunity to meet. And so um, they came on site, like I said, about a year and a half ago. And, and, you know, we got acquainted with one another and started kind of instantly talking about ways that we could partner. 
So, Brian, you've created this returnship program with the Mom Project. So tell us what this is all about. Joe described it a little bit at the beginning, but why is this important to you to create this returnship program? Yeah, Megan, great question. Um, So we're always at BP looking for opportunities to find and source great talent. And um, we have ambitions, just like many other companies out there, to make sure that our workforce mirrors the communities in which we operate. And we recognize that having different genders, different ethnicities, people of different backgrounds, all makes us just a better um harder driving organization. And so um, one key demographic that we recognized we, we just weren't touching was the group of folks that, for whatever reason, took a career break. So people take career breaks, right, for different reasons. And um, we recognized that we just weren't seeing a ton of applicants that had taken a career break. And when we were, had hiring managers and leaders that quite honestly, we're, we're apprehensive of, of taking a look at them. And so we knew that some other companies had, had worked these returnship programs um, where they gave folks an opportunity to come back and work on um, a short-term or temporary basis. And um, while it hadn't yet been done in the oil and gas industry, we very much wanted to, to try it. So at, like I said, about a year and a half ago when we met the folks at the Mom Project, we raised this as one of, of you know, really being interested in partnering them with. Hey, Allison, talk a little bit about what this experience means for your community members. You know, how does this program really help position them to re-enter the workforce? Yeah, I think for the members in our network, this program really affords them such an incredible opportunity to transition back into the workforce at a world-class employer. And more than that, to engage in really challenging, robust work that leverages their experience and skill sets. You know, another thing is I think it also provides the professionals returning to work a real sense of community and belonging, given Mm. that they're they're entering the workplace along with a cohort with whom they have this really strong shared experience of re-entering the workplace after taking a leave, often for personal reasons, right? So for many, it's to care for children, but increasingly also to care for elderly or um, sick members of the family. So to really have that sense of community is very important during that transition. That's such a great point. Hey, Brian, uh, you know, it looks like we lost Allison on the other line there. She must be off busy helping another person get back into the workforce. But (laughs) (laughs) but one thing I was curious about the program is what's the breakdown between men and women in the program? You know, you would think a program, especially its association with the MUM project, that it would be mostly women. But do you get men in the program? Yeah, Joe, so question. So it was our first cohort that we launched um, back in September and cohort one actually turned out to be all women. Although when we went into the planning process and we started playing with Allison and team, we definitely said, hey, we get it. People of both genders take career breaks and we very much are open to seeing men apply to this program as well. It, it just turned out that the successful candidates ended up being women. Now, how how do you how would you say the returnship program helps you source better candidates? Does it give you a chance to kind of see how these people are interacting in the workforce? Does it help you connect with people you might not normally connect with? Like, what, what's the benefit to you? It helps us on a few fronts. So, um, it, one, it gives us access to a candidate pool that we typically don't tap into, like I said a little bit earlier. Um, we, we very much don't see a lot of folks that, that have had taken career breaks. And historically, 
we often didn't consider them. So it gives us access to kind of that, that candidate pool. Also gives us access to a candidate pool who isn't quite sure that they're ready to come back to work full-time basis and are really just looking for something to um, come in and, and test their skills, reaffirm that coming back to work is what they ultimately want to do. Um, and then it gives us a short-term period of time to see these folks. So, you know, as mentioned at the beginning of the show, we brought in five women back in September and for the last six months have really been um, giving them meaty, real world projects and we were able to see how did they interact how do they fit into bp's culture what are the values and behaviors that they're demonstrating how are they performing on these projects um which is has been um a real world for us to then test and say is this someone that we really want to see with us full-time are they working full-time so we were open and we said if if somebody wants to um join us and work part-time they could um, and we did actually, so we started the program with five. Um, one of them did start part-time, and we were totally open to that. Um, she actually left about four months in because she realized that coming back to work just wasn't for her at this time. Um, she had a young son and, and very much missed being at home with him. And so we said, look, that's a success, right? Because you came in, you tried it. I mean, you learned something about yourself. And so she worked part-time. The other four worked full-time, and that's the group that just wrapped up. When you're evaluating who you wanted to accept into the returnship program, was it people that had a corporate background, or could they just have done work in a variety of different sectors? Or were you specifically looking for people that had been in a specifically a corporate setting? That's the really cool thing about the way the project landed. So they were all project-based assignments. So we work with various functions within BP to say, hey, who has project work and a team that's that's you know ready and willing to bring these folks to the fold. And so the businesses came up with projects and around those projects, they had a loose set of requirements of what we were looking for. But what we didn't do was say, we must have this specific education or we must have this specific exact background. So to your point, we were open to other business industries. We were open to other prior experiences. And what wound up happening was we got folks with really diverse and different backgrounds. So we had somebody come in that had joined us and whose background was historically nothing but the financial sector. Um, we wound up with a chemical engineer um, working in a sales role. We have an attorney working in a um, kind of retail outlet compliance area. And so it really turned out we kept that open mind, which turned out to be really cool because it demonstrated um, to us that you know, we can have that open mind and people can still be really successful in our roles. You had uh, five people who started the program. You mentioned that the program had just wrapped up. How long did the program go for again? Yeah, the program ran for six months. So it started beginning of September and ran um, through the second week of March. It just ended last week. Brian, one of the things I did want to mention is Megan and I always wanted to be a roughneck on an oil rig. And we were wondering, <laughs> is there any way that you... Return yeah, ship? is there any way that Megan and I can be on a uh, a rig, but we would need <laughs> Wi-Fi because we would need to be able to do our show. Yeah, Joe. So Wi-Fi is definitely something that we offer out in the rigs, and yeah. um, you and Megan can definitely apply. We're always uh, right. always right. putting okay. up uh, hourly technician roles. Good, good. I'm pretty sure Joe and I could not be on the same rig yeah. together as, for it, a very long. You know, Brian. Time. Brian, as long as there's a Starbucks on the rig, I can handle it. <laughs> 
I, you know what I mean? There's... That might be tougher, Joe. I think we do have pretty good coffee, but that one might be tougher. So All right, funny. Megan, you go back to so, your serious questions. Okay, I really have real questions. Okay. But thank you, Joe, for that little uh, that little segue. One of the things that I think you were hoping to potentially gain from the returnship program was to potentially hire some folks. So, were there any any job offers made? Are we are we a- able to ask that question even? Oh, you're definitely able to ask the question. So, yeah. So, t- two um, were extended job offers over the last couple of weeks. So we were really excited about that. Nice. Um, and then we extended um, the other two. So remember, there were four left in the program. We extended the project assignments to the other two while they continue to look for full-time employment. Because we definitely recognize that they were folks that we want at VP. Um, we just got to make sure that it's the right first assignment for them. So um, all four should be joining us full-time. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I, actually, I just I just realized that, that I had another question that I didn't even know I had. But is, is this a paid opportunity that people are getting? It is, yeah. So we, we pay them wow. um, salaries commiserate with the project work that they were doing, just like the professionals that, that they're sitting by. Wow. You know, I have a question about this. And one of the things I've been thinking about too, Brian, is like BP is a slightly large company, I would describe it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and what's what I think is awesome about this, though, is this is something you don't have to do, but you do it because it's good for the company and it's really good for these people, too, to help them get back into the workforce. How many other companies have something like this, though? Have you ever heard of any other companies? Is there any way that we could replicate this success with bigger companies or even smaller companies doing something like this? I mean, how would we even approach something like that? Yeah, I think you definitely could replicate the success. So we're not the first people that have done this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we feel like we ran a very successful program um, and, and we very much look forward to doing this year over year and continuing to expand the program. Um, we know that other organizations have done it, so it's it's prevalent in the financial sector. Um, and I think even Allison and, and her team have worked with some folks in the financial world to do it. Um, I'm pretty sure one of the major auto companies does it. Um, I don't know the scale that they do at I. Um, we don't think and we haven't heard of anybody else um, doing it in the oil and gas world. Mm. Um, but, I, but I think you could do it regardless, large large or small, right? I mean, you, to your point, BP is a really, really big, complex, matrix really organization, yep. and we made it work. And we want to make it work on an even bigger scale next time. What would you say you've learned from this partnership with the Mom Project and just your experience with the Returnship Program? So, I mean, I definitely would say we learned a lot about, you know, the, the market of folks, the talent pool that's out there that we may not have been considering in the past. Um, we learned what an awesome organization the Mom Project is. So their reach is is endless and they take really awesome care of, of the folks and the candidates that they bring forward. Um, and we learned a lot about ourselves as an organization, right? So we learned that you you don't have to necessarily hire the cookie cutter person with the cookie cutter background. You can have folks be really successful um, right. that may not have that specific background. We also learned, you know, about how one small project can can really impact. So we, we talk a lot about the impact of, of the returnees and their experience through through the, the project or, or the returnship. But what we found through this was that it really energized the folks that worked around them too. So these folks got exposed to tons of different things over the course of their assignments with us. And um, anybody that came in touch with them was really motivated and really energized by it. So um, I don't think we would have ever expected that to the scale that it happened, but we're really excited by it. 
Amazing. So how do you how do you plan to expand the program next year or this year? Will you do it in 2018 again? That's the plan. Um, so we've we've really reflected a lot on on the timing. And, and last year, we actually were going to try to do it a little bit earlier, but we realized pretty quick in the sourcing process that trying to launch something like this in the spring or summer wasn't really that appealing to the candidate pool. And I think a lot of that probably is just to the point Allison made earlier. A lot of the candidate pool do have children and have been out of the workforce because of those kids. So they're not really looking to come back to work when the kids are out of school, right? Um, so the plan is to launch it same timing that we did last year, um, probably the early September timeframe again, maybe end of August. Um, we're, we're looking at our lessons learned, though, from cohort one. So cohort one was a six-month program. Um, cohort two might be six months. We might extend it a little bit and, and make it nine months. Um, we do know it's going to get bigger, though. So the businesses that had folks in them and the functions that had folks in them the first time were really excited by it. And I really believe that they will want folks again. Um, and the other functions that interacted with them and them have also come forward now and expressed interest. So I see the program um, definitely getting bigger. Um, I think for cohort two, it probably stays a domestic U.S. program, but I mean, we definitely are keeping our eyes open to, you know, could we start to do this on a global scale and, and does cohort three potentially put people in our, our global headquarters in London? Are there any are there any complexities with managing this cohort of returnship folks that you encountered? I mean, is it any different than, you know, how you would interact with a, a typical salaried employee at BP? There's not. And, and we got that same question from the leaders and the teams that they were going into. Right. And um, I think that was the other really kind of big win for us was it helped the organization see that just because somebody had been on a career break, it doesn't mean that they needed anything different um, when they came in. Now, we did want to make sure we knew they were here for a short period of time. So we did want to make sure that they got a ton of support. Right. But we make sure that everybody, every employee that comes through the door gets a ton of support and has a really awesome kind of first experience with us. Anything that surprised you about the this cohort or about the program or the partnership with the Mom Project? So I've been just completely blown away by, um, you know, how successful it was. I knew that we hired five really awesome women. Um, mm. I, I didn't know how awesome they were until I started to see the work that they had done and the feedback that they were getting from you know, all levels of our organization. So um, that was a really, really pleasant surprise. And then um, the second big one for me was just, you know, how this then, you know, w was viewed out in, in the external marketplace. So I knew that, you know, we were working with the folks at the Mom Project to put out a press release and, and kind of showcase what we were doing, but never anticipated that um, it would get as much kind of discussion and, and positive vibes as, as what it has, which has been a really positive thing. Amazing, which also reflects well on you as an organization. I mean, even if somebody didn't apply for a returnship program, just hearing about it and hearing people talk about it, I would imagine would, you know, sort of shine a positive light on BP just generally as an employer. Absolutely. Well, Brian, thank you so, so much for joining us on Cause Talk Radio today. And we're sorry that Allison fell off. I'm going to go ahead and give the Twitter handle for the mom project because I happen to remember it. Um, it is the underscore mom underscore project. So if you want to follow them on Twitter, you can do that. And we'll also include some show notes about in the show notes where else you can find Allison. But how about you, Brian? Where can people find out more about you or about BP online? Yeah, so they can definitely take a look at us. We post all of our postings, um, again, on bp.com slash careers. Um, but the best way to learn more about me and, and the folks that I work with every day is, is through our LinkedIn page. So 
um, find BP on LinkedIn, find BP America on Twitter, um, and feel free to connect with me personally on LinkedIn. Amazing. We will include links there. Joe, where can people find you online? Well, people can find me on Twitter, moment to moment, talking about my life as a roughneck on a oil rig, <laughs> which I'll be doing soon with <laughs> Megan Strand and conducting our shows from there, The probably from the local Starbucks aboard the rig. Um, people can find me, obviously, at SelfishGiving.com. Make sure you swing by and sign up for my email newsletter must read every Wednesday. Megan, what about you? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand and I tweet for Engage for Good at Engage for Good, which is also where you can find show notes for today's episode, engageforgood.com as well as selfishgiving.com. And on behalf of Allison, who had to sadly leave us and Brian and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. And we'll talk to you next time. 